before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, John Hartson, the Welsh Dragon, and Peter Lovenkrantz, the Danish Destroyer. To listen, download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, on your usual podcast app. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland have Nations League points and pre-Serbia momentum up for grabs against Czech Republic at Hamden tonight Tensions building with only three days to go until the first Celtic Rangers meeting of the season And no real drama in the Betfred Cup last night with a Covid hit called Marnock's side The only top flight team to struggle I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Weedy. Yep, Scotland v the Czech Republic Interesting to see the lineup that Steve Clark goes for a lot of... Uh, Injuries, Andy Robertson, the captain, suspended as well So that'll be an interesting uh, one And a victory important tonight uh, Gordon, keep the momentum going And also stretch the lead at the top of the Nations uh, group Which would make life so much easier For the uh, double-header away from home uh, Next month in the Nations League And the most important thing It's two sleeps to go <laughs> Just two Not for the old firm game for Hearts Dundee For our I was wondering I, I, I was counting as, there, league, I, I, as the league season Gets kicked off You can see him already Stretching He's doing a wee bit With the calves Doing a wee bit With the thighs So it's two Two sleeps to go For Hearts Dundee And three sleeps For Celtic I thought Rangers. you were just Planning an all nighter Ahead of the, the game On Saturday <laughs> I, was, I was counting up there Quickly so I could Pull you up on it Andy what an end To the week we've got We have got a massive game For Scotland tonight We do have the championship Kicking off And of course In case you hadn't noticed That game at lunchtime At Celtic Park on Saturday Yep, huge week We spoke about it last week Scotland's biggest game in 13 years uh, We got off to a, a big win in that game Followed up with a, a better better performance And a similar good result against Slovakia Another good game tonight That can obviously stretch a lead at the top of the, the Nations group And further boost qualification down the line And, and who, who can forget, like you said the, the big game on Friday night between Hearts and Dundee To kick us off And then of course the, the small time task of the whole forum on the Saturday Well that's the new rivalry of course If this summer was anything to go by Um once it gets to Wednesday of Old Firm Week, you know it's a bit different because there's there are other things going on at the moment. Andy and, and guys have got international duty, but, but generally, once it gets to Wednesday, are you a bit fed up with the build up? Do you just want it to, to hurry up and get there? You're saying Wednesday? I was thinking about two Wednesdays ago because <laughs> you know everyone's got the the first Old Firm game marked in their calendar. But you know we've got a we've got a big Scotland game tonight that I'm sure people are going to want to talk about. But of course, everyone's got in the in the back of their head that. Such a huge old forum games uh, coming ahead of us at the weekend. I don't worry, it's it's further forward than in the back of a lot of people's minds. You'll, you'll find that out between now and eight o'clock. It was it was a nice attempt, but we'll definitely find that out. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It is a huge end to the week, like the guys say. Scotland are playing tonight. Don't don't listen to anyone who tells you this game isn't important. These games are hugely important for Nations League points, which helps us hopefully win the Nations League, which helps us hopefully get to tournaments in the future. And of course, we're building up to that game in Serbia as well. So there's a lot to play for tonight. Get all your thoughts in. Pick your team 
Why not? It's a bit diff- more difficult for you tonight Because you might have to think about who needs rested and all the rest of it So pick your team, give us your pre-match thoughts And of course, Celtic Rangers on Saturday Let's crank up the build-up to that one as well 01419511025 Let's go straight to Hamden An empty and quiet Hamden And speak to Alison Conroy Good evening Gordon Yes from a very quiet Hamden as you say Next month's match against Serbia may be the big one But Steve Clark wants a victory tonight As much as he does in that Euro playoff final To end the October internationals with three straight wins Scotland can stretch their lead at the top of the Nations League group tonight With a win over the Czech Republic After three games we are one point ahead of them at the moment Scotland of course won away to the Czechs last month But they had to assemble a whole new squad due to Covid Tonight they're without eight players who have been forced to quarantine as well as their manager as he's self-isolating. In terms of team news for Scotland, Andy Robertson is suspended for this one. John Fleck is injured. Steve Clark has said some players will need a bit of a rest, some more than others, but he says it won't be wholesale changes. He says it'll be a bit like all the other games, maybe three or four changes for this one, Gordon. Come on then, pick your team, 0141-951-1025. You've only got about 20 minutes and then the cat will be out the bag and everyone will know what the team's going to be. So get in touch and let us know, Mark, it is a... A difficult balance Because it's a It's a big game There's, there's no two ways yeah. about it yeah. um, It's not often we have An international Triple header though um, We've got Covid problems We've got No doubt club managers Who are desperate Not to see their players um, Getting run into the ground How do you strike That balance tonight What might that balance Look like uh, Well I think If you're Steve Clark It's a <laughs> It's got to be A selfish balance He's got to, you know, He wants to win the game He's got to win the game um, and it'll give them just If they can win tonight Gordon will give them A wee bit of breathing space They say next month It's a triple header Three games away from home One of them of course Is, is Serbia The most important one But if we can get to uh, Look at ten points tonight We can get to uh, With a victory Then that, that's a massive step Towards uh, topping the group So um, I think first and foremost He'll pick the team That he wants to, to pick mm. If he's allowed to If the game The way it's going And he can, he can make changes But Unless I'm missing one or two bits of personnel because there's been changes, but I wonder if the players that he has available might lend itself more to a back four tonight um, rather than a back three. Having said that, Andy, do you play your last game before Serbia in what we would imagine to be a different shape from the one that, that you head into that one with? How much of it is about preparation tonight and how hard is that when you might not have the same group of guys? Yeah, I mean, we spoke about it last week that no, no matter what team they could potentially pick, there might be some square pegs and round holes, and and uh, a lot of that was down to you know the potential positions at the at the wing back areas. You know Stephen O'Donnell get the nod, and and I thought it was terrific during the week, along with to be honest the majority of the of the team, especially in uh, in defence. So I'm probably expecting to see the same shape. Uh, you know, there's going to be a couple of a force changes for the result against Slovakia. John Flex, obviously, reportedly, I think it was it broke his back. Um, you know, Andy Robertson suspended, so. Out with that, I'd expect to see the majority of the same team in, in, in like for like it, but still seeing the same shape. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us all your thoughts on the game tonight. Who should play? Who shouldn't play? How important do you see these games as we build up not only to Serbia but to trying to win this Nations League as well? And of course, I'm sure lots of you will be thinking club football as well ahead of the weekend. So let's do the lot. Let's hear from Steve Clark first, though. We've done well this month so far, but we haven't finished. We've got another game to go against a very good Czech Republic team. I know they've been affected by the, the COVID situation and their, their head coach won't be there, which is a shame because that's two games against them and I haven't got to meet Yaroslav yet, so that, that is a shame. But they'll come with a, a pretty much a full strength starting 11 anyway, so we expect a tough game. There's always a process of evolution when you, when you make a change in a, a system, but 
I go back to it again what I said before the last one, the, yeah the system, the, the change of system can help a little bit. But we did okay with a four two three one as well. So we, we can make changes within the system. I think the principles and the messages and the mentality that we want the players to take to the pitch is, is probably what's pleased me most in the last couple of games. And we want to take that into the third game of this, this particular run of matches. And like I said, we want to finish positive and, and feeling good about the games coming up next month I mean all managers will be hoping their players come back unscathed I think that goes without saying but if we are going to spend a bit of the show later on talking about Celtic and Rangers let's take the obvious examples Callum McGregor and Ryan Jack started the first game didn't start the second game would you therefore expect them to come back in and start this one? Potentially I think if um, you know if, if Steve Clark's looking to pick his best team uh, in my opinion both t- players will probably be involved uh, you know Celtic have been extremely unfortunate and with, listen we say it every week it goes without saying that we hope that the players that have obviously contracted the virus you know are, are safe and well but you know these things are, are, are ever ongoing it's uh, cases that are that are changing every single day so it's just fingers crossed that, that everyone comes through safe and well after the game I mean Mark the the defenders presumably run less than attackers you know could, could you keep the same back three for instance I, so it was Considine, McTominay, Gallagher, Gallagher. And, and and Gallagher. Yeah, I suppose you, I suppose you could because they've they've, they've got a clean sheet uh, and they perform well. Does O'Donnell go again? Taylor, uh, does he bring in Taylor as a, as a left wing back? And then you're you're looking at um, oh, does he go with Dykes again? Does he give Shankland a run? Callum Patterson's a was a handful, but I imagine we go with, with Dykes. But uh, definitely because um, I mean Dykes has game, played both, though, hasn't he? So I wonder if. Perhaps time for him to get a rest as well. He, well, if, if he, I hope that, and I'm sure it will be. Whatever team he picks, if he thinks somebody needs a rest, it's because they need a rest. I don't want to give players a rest because of who their club might be playing yep. uh, on Saturday. It's only if he feels it's right for the national team to give them a rest. I'm sure that'll be Steve Clark's mentality because he wants to finish on a high. This is the last game before service. So I, I, w- I would start Dykes because he, he scored the he scored the winning goal the other night. He's got something about him, a wee bit of momentum. Chance to get in the score sheet again uh, tonight. So, yeah, I would go with Lyndon Dykes. Um, again. And he scored against the Czech Republic last time, mm-hmm. didn't he? So, yeah, I would go with Lyndon Dykes again. And I'd also start with Callum McGregor uh, and Ryan Jack and John McGinn. I don't think three games a week is an issue for a lot of these players, uh, especially all three ties being at home. So they are getting the proper the proper recovery after games. And I actually seen the other day, you know, when you're talking about you know, players playing three games in a week, it's Callum McGregor's 17th game this season. So... I mean that's you're yeah. talking about a different different type of, of games and stats after that, but I think all these players are capable of playing these games. All right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five international football club football whatever's on your mind, let's do it. Thomas in Barhead is going to kick us off. Hi, Thomas. Hi, uh, guys. Uh, my point is actually it's working to my. I'm a Rangers supporter first and foremost, and my point is actually working to our advantage on this occasion. Although you wouldn't miss COVID in anyone. But what I can't understand is we're talking about players travelling all over the world. We've got Morelos in Colombia, players everywhere in the world um, in the midst of this pandemic. Now, it's a major impact on Celtic. They've lost, what, four players due to isolation and due to COVID itself. And I'm just wondering, I'm surprised that the Football Association is not going to UEFA and FIFA and saying, do we really need to play these internationals just now? I mean, we've, got, we've been told not that you would. You've been told not to go to Blackpool to watch the old firm games, but we've top players whose livelihoods this is, travelling all over the world, putting themselves at risk of catching COVID or having to isolate. 
And I just think it's madness that these internationals are going ahead just now. And that's in general. And as I say, it's, it's impacting more in Celtic than it is in, in, in my team. But I mean, my players could be coming home just now, haven't they? Self-isolate. And you've now got less than, you would have less than two days to prepare for a game. Madness, I think. Hey, I can see where you're coming from. It's not ideal. I think the situation for, for, for Scottish players, the national team, Thomas, um, you could see that this you, your argument really picking up momentum for next month when it's three away games. And bearing in mind, I think Serbia's the first game, eh, Gordon, and it's um, Israel and Slovakia, or Slovakia and Israel. And um, that that could be a problem. And and we don't know what kind of state the UK, the world, or those three countries that may be travelling to, what kind of state it's going to be in, in terms of COVID um, four four or five weeks from now. Um, but I, I would still do everything possible to keep international football, um, especially the last thing that Scotland wants is for it all to be called off when you're one game away from potentially qualifying from the Euros. But I think you will see a lot of... That would be a new disappointment for us, wouldn't it? That would be uh, Just go with four teams, uh, four countries less uh, next summer. But I think there will be a real examination by by clubs and the power brokers and different national associations uh, around Europe will be getting put um, under pressure. But, But they will stand firm. Yeah, they've got can to. I, they, can, can I come back on that? Yeah. My point. My point is, I know that you're saying about um, we've got whole, Scotland have home games just now, and then the next batch of internationals were away. But football now is so international. It's not like the old days when Rangers and Celtic basically provided the, the backbone of the, the, the Scotland team. There's players travelling all over the world. It's just not Scotland. I mean, Alfredo Morelos is in Colombia. You had the Celtic players who were in Israel, two of whom are now a going to have to isolate and are going to miss the game so it's not the, the fact that it's impact it's having in Scotland I'm talking about the clubs are striving for money just now absolutely striving for money the last thing they need is their league chances their Champions League chances put at risk I mean there's Ronaldo now having to self-isolate and it's happening to the best in the world so I just think it's crazy Absolutely crazy I suppose though, if Thomas's point is that You know clubs want money Well UEFA want money as well don't yeah. they And that, that would be the way of doing it And, and Sco- I, yeah, I know we don't have the crowds But the Scottish FA Needs money And, and yeah. you get them from international games So but you Don't get me wrong remember, I, I get Gordon, the sentiment Yeah but all, all those players Whether it's Alfredo I mean you look at Cristiano Ronaldo Thomas Look at his attendance record For the national team Friendlies Everything So clearly enjoys playing for his country And you know, it's not just a case of yeah, the, 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 let's stop international football. A lot of players clear about Alfredo Morelos. He said is, is, is traveling to South America to go and represent um, his country. So a lot of players, yeah, they love their club football, but they do enjoy the honour of being uh, being uh, you know playing for their country. So I don't think it's just easy. Yeah, just stop it and and take that away because a lot of them don't see it as an inconvenience. But I I, I do get your point. I think there's going to be real pressure uh, next month. But I think. Next month is is a triple header, and then that's it again to what March probably Gordon before there's any more so, yeah. any more games. So I think if we can get through next month, and then there's you know there's a four or five month break from international football. Are, are we focusing? Let's be honest about this, Andy. Are we focusing more on this because of what domestic fixture is on on Saturday? I, I don't know for sure, but take Juventus for instance. I don't know. Are, are they lashing out at the prospect of international football because of their star man? Has got it I'm not sure Are we perhaps Getting a bit caught up In in what it might mean For this weekend I think fans Managers Staff You know They're going to be frustrated If they're If they're going to lose out In their best players For up and coming fixtures To the virus But 
I mean, I touched on it last week. How far does it end up going? Does a uh, you know domestic football? Does the European competitions become in doubt? You know, these these players are still travelling to the, the same countries that they are on, on an international front, and listen, the level of the virus doesn't it doesn't deviate through continents; it's through country. So, it's uh, if international football stops, then I can well, why is Europa League football and Champions League? I mean, football the answer to that might be just from those on the other side of the argument that. Clubs are are still in control of their little bubble, if you like, and, and are taking it on tour rather than have players all spread out and going in loads of different directions and then come back. It's like you're saying, though, a lot of it is going to be down to financial. And and like you said, the Scottish FA need money, UEFA need money, these clubs need money, and I think a lot of that's going to be down to that. It might end up being a case of, you know, our manager's going to start pulling out their players if they're going to lose, you know, a certain amount of players for up and coming fixtures are going to end up being in charge for the managers. Uh, thank you very much to Thomas in Barhead We actually do have a game on tonight Regardless of whether you think we should or not There is one on at Hamden Kicking off at quarter to eight Scotland up against the Czech Republic So let us know what you think ahead of that one How uh, confident are you? How do you think Stevie Clark should approach it? Is it a full strength or, or as full strength as possible As he prepares for Serbia? Or a bit more experimental Are we trying to build momentum Going into that game How can you do that When you've got so many players missing It's all, all of the, the challenges and questions Let's see what you've got to say 01419511025 I suppose If we're looking at certainties Mark I don't know if there is such a thing Andy Robertson suspended So he certainly won't play uh-huh. Greg Taylor You would imagine comes yeah, in then Yeah I would, I would yeah. imagine so yep, uh, He obviously played under Steve Clark And, and so did uh, Stephen O'Donnell So as, as you know, Gordon, I'm a big fan of uh, Greg Taylor. I've uh, liked his play for, for a number of years. So, yeah, I think that's just a straight swap. All right, 01419511025 on the phones. It's an ideal time to call because we're going to get travel with Stephen and you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here We're building up to kick off at Hamden Between Scotland and the Czech Republic And we're also looking ahead to some big domestic fixtures this weekend as well We'd love for you to join us So give us a call 01419511025 Or on Twitter you'll find us there At Clyde SSB Alfie West is on He says tonight's game matters Because it can lead to a playoff to a World Cup If we win it That might be our best chance Play the strongest team possible Another win would be brilliant The longer the unbeaten run goes The more belief and confidence the squad gets That's a, a fair point Andy Because uh, I'm sure there have been Lots of uh, Criticisms of the performances Over the last couple of days Which is which is fine and, and, and that's all Valid And Even if you take into account That it's maybe not the strongest Opposition international football Can throw up Going seven games unbeaten In international football For us Is uh, is not bad Yep 100% And listen Steve Clark inherited a team that that conceded eight goals in the last two matches, albeit better opposition in Belgium and Russia. But I'm sure he's took the job and thought the first thing he has to work on is is obviously the organisation at the back. And in the last three games, they've only conceded one goal, seven games unbeaten. So there's there's, there's clear signs of improvement. Yeah, let's speak to Archie, who's on the line. How are you looking ahead to this one, Archie? Oh, just, so I've just eaten my rolling sausage here, sorry. All right, sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. <laughs> brown sauce, tomato sauce, none? Yeah. Oh, tomato sauce, yeah. Right, okay. Is there a link? Yeah, just before we get to my point, I can't understand these people phoning up and saying cancel international football. International football is just the same as, as club football. Look at all the club players that get, games have been abandoned, local. So it's not just international football. Especially when Scotland are trying to qualify for a championship and we've got a great chance. What a ridiculous thing to say, honestly. What would they do if Rangers or Celtic got to the, the Europa League final? Then they say, no, we're cancelling it. 
because it's too dangerous. These people would be the first ones to crack up, wouldn't they? Yeah, so, I mean, you can understand, Archie. People are, are worried about safety or, or all the rest of it. But you're right. I mean, there's a game on tonight, so I don't think we can waste too much time talking about whether it should be or not because it's on, very much on. So how how do you see it going? How would you how would you like to approach about it? the game itself? Uh, I think we should tighten up a wee bit at the back. Because uh, even though the, the three at the back has been doing well against lesser teams, this is a bigger team we're playing tonight. And I know they're not the, the old Czech Republic of years ago with the world we've been probably murdered, but they're still quite a decent team. And I, I prefer four at the back against them. And uh, uh, we're an extra midfielder in there because uh, they're quite strong in the break. You've seen them in Israel. They were good in Israel. Right, don't say I'm not good to you, Archie. I'll give you live breaking team news from hand and then you can tell us what you think, Alison Conroy. Yep, the team is just out of literally just been handed it, so I'll shape it up in a minute. But um, Andrew Constein keeping his place, so it looks like the back three with the two wing backs of O'Donnell and Greg Taylor coming in as well. So it will be David Marshall in goal, then it'll be O'Donnell, Gallagher, McTominay, Constein, and Robertson, then John McGinn's in, Ryan Jack, Lyndon Dykes, Callum McGregor, Ryan Fraser as well. So that's your, your team, those couple of changes as we expected with. Andy Robertson suspended tonight, so Greg Taylor coming in for him. Uh, yeah, there we go. We'll just recap that team then. David Marshall in goal, the back, the same back three, so we've stuck with it. Scott McTominay, Declan Gallagher, Andy Considine. Stephen O'Donnell keeps his place at right wing back. Greg Taylor comes in at left wing back. Um, John McGinn wears the captain's armband tonight. He's in the midfield with Ryan Jack. And Callum McGregor So both of them brought back in uh, They will be in opposition side You would imagine this weekend And again Ryan Fraser Just off Lyndon Dykes Again we, th- That's quite a fair bit of continuity Archie What do you make of that? Yeah It's still, it's still persistent with the back three again uh, I just hope it works again for us Because it seems to be doing well But uh, this is a stronger team We're playing the better players I think some of these Czech players Are better than their Scotland players uh, I'm glad McGregor's come in Because there's a bit of pace there And he can hold up a ball as well he does well for Celtic when he plays that role. Uh, I still prefer a back four, but we'll see what happens. Andy, what do you think of that team? Yeah, not too surprised. Uh, personally, delighted to see Ryan Fraser play again. I thought um, you know, he was somebody that excites you when he gets the ball. I thought that you know, he's, he's a clever player. He picks up clever clever pockets and you, you get the feeling that every time he touches the mm. ball that, that something can happen. Did he make a difference the other night? What, what, did, what did he do individually and what did it allow Scotland to do differently as a team? It's it's like I said to you before. It's you know I look back at you know the Scotland Scotland team when I was growing up, and you think of James McFadden. Every time he touched the ball, you feel as if something could happen. I felt that way again when Ryan Fraser was playing during the week. That he just offers that something different. He's probably the only one within the squad that's that's more capable of driving with the ball at his feet and committing defenders. And and you know the revelation probably for the Scotland side over the last the last few games has been Lyndon Dykes and and someone that. I've got to be honest, has even surprised me at how well he's done. I've always thought he was a he, he was a good player for Livingston, but. You know he's took to international football very well, and I thought he was—I thought he was excellent again the other night getting his second goal. I mean, Mark, if you're looking for for clues building up to Serbia, and I know a lot can change, but if we assume everyone's fit, the the the, the continued selection of Lyndon Dykes and the fact that he scored a couple of goals, should we be in any doubt that he is Scotland's? He's Scotland's number nine. Obviously, he's wearing the the, the, the tonight, but I mean symbolically as well, he's yeah. the guy that's going to play going forward. Oh, he, he's the man and, and possessed He's made that jersey His own we've been, we've been crying out For a number 9 Steve Clark's been crying out For a number 9 Since he took over um, You know, you think back He's, he's tried Eamon, Eamon Brophy uh, McBurney's had chances um, Lon Shanklin's came in and, and, and performed well Put away a penalty last week too uh, Showed his, his, his nerve um, So at the moment um, 
Lyndon Dykes is is the man in uh, possession, and you know, barring injury or or, or or something really out of the ordinary uh, happening, then you would fancy Dykes to to start against Serbia next month. And it's the same back three, Anthony and Stephen O'Donnell keeps his place as well. Andy, how impressed were you with them the other night? Again, did, did these guys pretty much have? Have the jersey going forward Kieran Tierney is going to be an obvious one You've got yep. Scott McKenna Liam Palmer But if these guys were to go out and put another Clean sheet in tonight We don't play again before we face Serbia I think the most important thing is, is If you've not been in the team And you've got an opportunity to come in You have to take it And I think a lot of these players that we spoke about have done that I think you know, Stephen O'Donnell and Declan Gallagher uh, Domestically have not been at their best I thought they were both excellent the other day I think Scott McTominay I think that was probably his best performance in a Scotland jersey and Considine at the, the ripe old age of 33 I thought was superb as well So you know they fully merit their, their, their place in the team tonight And it's up to them to just you know, try and keep hold of that jersey See, see on, when you mentioned Considine I don't know if, if it stopped you Maybe it stopped you uh, Gordon with your, with your journalist having, But um, you know one of the callers earlier talked about scrapping international football Look what it meant to yeah, Andy Considine See his interview and he's talked about his family And how emotional it was And you can tell it was genuine That was the put on for the cameras Or he'd been told to, to say it by the PR at the comms department I just thought it was a brilliant outfit. It was just a great reminder of how fortunate you are to get a game for your country and for him to go in and get a clean sheet and then and then keep his place. Again, as Andy says, at the age of 33, over 500 games under his belt for Aberdeen. It's absolutely brilliant to see. I think there's a lot of talk about as well that does it mean that much to players to play for their national team? And like you said, you can see on Andrew Considine's face after the game how much that debut meant to him. And he's, it's probably something that he's thought as his career gets on, is it getting away from him? Mm-hmm. But it just shows you obviously never give up and, and he's, he's got that opportunity and, and de- deservedly so he's going to get his second his second cap tonight. Yeah, we've been dropping like flies a little bit. We've called up some people to, to try and help out. So the bench, you've got McLaughlin and McCrory are the goalkeepers in terms of, of guys we've seen a lot recently. McBurney, Patterson, McLean, um, they're all still there on the bench. And then the newcomers, Porteous, Hanlon, Ross McCrory and Paul McGinn. So will we get a debut of one of those four tonight we will find out it's 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB I, on Twitter I just got to say I mean it's it's not going to happen but has there ever been any country that's had uh, two, two sets, sets of brothers playing playing for a national team that's not your full time teaser tonight uh, don't worry <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we could be here all night trying to come up with that one right in case you hadn't noticed uh, it's been a, a pretty feel good week for the Scotland national side and not just the A squad as well because the under 21s um, did a very professional and then some job against San Marino A 7-0 victory last night I'm pleased to say their manager Scott Gemmell Joins us on the line at the moment Scott, thank you for joining us How pleased were you with last night? Yeah, really pleased um, The two games we played last week were really different uh, The game against the Czechs at home We had to be really compact, really resilient And kind of execute defensively And then last night uh, so obviously the Czechs were top of the league I should say and then we played bottom of the league last night San Marino where we had to be the opposite and be create lots of chances and really dominate the match um, but also obviously defend well when we had to as well and that that was a really pleasing part of the performance last night yeah we scored the goals and we created lots of chances but we really were just relentless in, in pressuring and forcing uh, mistakes. And I know a lot of people would speak about the level of the opposition, but uh, the young players deserve a lot of credit to, to show that game intelligence and the willingness to do the work. It was really pleasing. Yeah, well, the obvious headline, Scott, is a hat-trick for Fraser Hornby, who now becomes the under-21's all-time record goal scorer. Now, 
Partly because of, of the fans not being allowed in at the moment And partly because he doesn't play his football on these shores It's maybe even possible that some fans in this country Haven't heard a great deal about Fraser Hornby And all of a sudden he's, he's a bit of a history maker at under 21 level um, How important has he been to what you've been doing recently? He has been very important He tapped in the side last night Because Ross McCrory's moved up to the full squads um, His goals have obviously influenced games He's shown that he can influence games at that level He's helped us beat Holland He's helped us beat Croatia He's helped us beat France So he, he's, he's bit by bit He's proven himself But so are many other players in that squad yeah, not getting carried away is not really in our um, DNA in this part of the world. We love it. When you see that hat-trick going in last night, it just leads to questions about if and when the, the step up to, to Stevie Clark comes. Is that something you think he would be capable of imminently or soon? I think that remains to be seen. Obviously, he's um, he's signed for a new team in France. He was on loan in Belgium last year. He's still trying to establish himself at that club. He obviously needs to play regular football. I think that's you know I, I think that's a given for anyone who's really trying to to get into the full squad. So he's the same as all of them. They're trying to establish themselves. They're trying to get over every hurdle that's put in front of them. He's he's very he's very uh, balanced. You know, emotionally intelligent player. Doesn't get too high when he does well, but also doesn't get too low. So it's similar kind of mentality that all the top players have. So we're really hopeful for him, but we're also very hopeful for a lot of players that are currently. Playing and helping us do so well Yeah I mean looking at the, the big game tonight Ross McCrory and Ryan Porteous Are on the bench we might even see Scotland Debuts for them having you know initially Been in your squad and, and then made the step up How encouraging is that? that? That's the objective of the team You know people speak to me about The Scotland and the 21s haven't been To the finals for so and so years the, the main objective Of the under 21s is to, to Try and develop players to, to play for the full squad to to give the manager a bigger pool of players to pick from and you know last year nine of the under 21s went up to play for the full squad you know names like Bernie Burke Morgan obviously Greg Taylor and Kieran Tierney they, there's so I think that the pathway is there the manager's obviously showing that he's willing to pick them and give them opportunities this year already like you said uh, the two McCroys and Ryan Portis have, have been lucky enough to have that experience so it's it's really promising and it really gives a great motivation to, to the under 21 group as a whole You mentioned that sort of aim of the under 21 you know it's to provide players for, for the A squad ultimately um, it has been a long old time as you mentioned and people keep reminding you of it about the, the qualification we're now just one point behind the checks uh, with a game in hand Albeit you've acknowledged that the main priority is to provide those players, how how much of a boost would it be to, to get that age group to a final and, and give them that experience of tournament football? It would be tremendous achievement. Obviously, trying to the, the, I think everybody should know that the format of the competition has changed over the years, and these is really really tough to to qualify for for all the teams, obviously, but. You know, when I played for the under 21s, whatever it was, 30 years ago, um, it was a straight knockout competition with no seeding, and you could really kind of, um, it, it really added to it. And then, but now obviously everything's seeded, the format's changed, like I said, um, only there's a reduced amount of teams that can go to, to the finals. But I do agree with your point, you know, the, to give our young players that, that experience is. Absolutely um, fundamental. We've been very fortunate 
recently that the under 17s have got to four straight ones, including this age group, I should add. So a lot of these players in the current under 21 squad have been to UEFA finals and it is, it just adds to the games. It adds to, to the, to the experience and playing against real, real top players. You know, I don't think people should, um, forget the kind of, I could got a few names for you because obviously I, I prepared to come on and speak to you you know we've pl- in recent years we've played against Pulisic Frankie de Jong Phil Foden Zinchenko De Ligt, Joe Gomez Trent, Alexar- Trent Alexander-Arnold this is what we want for our best young players to really play against the top top cream of talent in Europe and there's no doubt that that really helps push them on to the next level How encouraged are you by the, the the general direction of things at that age group then because although you had the impressive victory last night you were without a host of players we mentioned the guys that have stepped up to the A squad uh, you couldn't call on on the likes of Alan Campbell last night Lewis Ferguson's been in the group you've still of course got, got Billy Gilmore to come back and I'm sure that's something you're looking forward to Yeah, I, I'm delighted you mentioned that actually because that, that as the coach of the team I don't want to be in the build-up to a match. You don't want to be seen to be making any excuses, and I genuinely believe it. I see it as an opportunity for for the younger ones to get a chance. It's something that we we're very proud of that we we are fast tracking some of the best young players. But at the same time, every team is obviously affected when when players are unavailable. And like you said, there was, you know, arguably seven, eight, possibly nine players missing from that squad yesterday. But again, that, that turns into a positive because it really shows that there is strength in depth. The, that, that age group, you know, a lot, a lot. I know there's a lot of comments saying, you know, where are the young players? They're there, believe me. The ones that stepped in last night really stepped up to the plate. And it should be hard to pick the national squad, whatever age level it is. And truth be told, in my experience working with the younger age groups for the last few years, it hasn't always been the case, but I really feel that there has been a huge improvement in that in that regard with the, the work that's going on at the clubs. Great stuff. Well, we wish you well for the, the next batch of games. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Good, good man. Night. That was Scott Gamel, Scotland under-21s manager, uh, reflecting on that 7-0 win uh, for them. We just love goal scorers of any age, Mark Guidi. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it's important not to get carried away, but you're allowed to hope that Fraser Hornby's hat-trick and his record haul for the under-21s turns into... Um, a full call up at some point Yeah and uh, you know that there, there, there could well be That there's, there's a challenge there from uh, Fraser You know Scott Basically it's the case with every player The gauntlet's thrown down to them There's an opportunity there You know, you can see a pathway From the 21s into the into the full squad But I just I'd actually You know I just enjoyed listening to, to Scott there uh, You know the, the depth of his, his interview The research for the interview mm-hmm. And uh, he's obviously full of encouragement uh, for his for players too and like I said Andy that's without Billy Gilmore who, who's obviously out injured at the moment what, I'm thinking time frame wise how aware were you of, of what he was doing at, at Rangers at the time and, and any experiences you had of him yeah I remember his first training session uh, Mark Warburton pulled I think it was me and Kenny Miller aside and says we've got this young I think it was 14 or 15 year old coming up to train with us he's a, he's a special talent and look out for him but you know, you're trying to look out for him, but at the end of the day, I was trying to chase him because every time he got the ball, you could see, even for his age, I think he was a boy with a man's brain, played football like a like an experienced pro, and it was only really you could tell how young he was until he was shooting at the end, and his legs weren't strong enough to kick it 20 <laughs> yards, but out with that, an exceptional talent, someone that I had absolutely no doubt whatsoever that would, uh, that would go and play at the t- very top level, and someone that I can see, 
been a huge, huge part of, of Scotland's mm. national team future as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully the future does look bright. We are just under an hour away from kick-off at hand in Scotland against the Czech Republic. What do you make of that team tonight? Are you happy with it? Would you have made any changes? Let us know. And don't forget, we're going to talk the big one in the east end of Glasgow this Saturday as well. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday is here Mark Guidi is alongside him It's 01419511025 Or we're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We've tweeted you The Scotland team for tonight It's um, perhaps A bit more continuity Than some people would have expected It's by and large The same defence David Marshall in goal McTominay, Gallagher and Considine So it is the same back three Stephen O'Donnell Keeps his place Greg Taylor comes in In place of the suspended Andy Robertson Which means John McGinn's Get the captain's armband In midfield With Ryan Jack And Callum McGregor And Ryan Fraser Just off Scotland's uh, Number 9 Lyndon Dykes Imagine you'd Been away For a few months Mark And you just uh-huh. tuned in And you just heard us Talking about Scotland's Number 9 Lyndon Dykes On two Obviously because he's Australian And uh-huh. secondly You know He'd been nowhere near International football nah. It's been quite a rise No I'd, I'd never have thought that I have, I have to be honest And I picked up My Andy was saying earlier He's even You know Surprised uh, Andy and you know one thing you know we're talking about international football and something we should scrap it. One thing you've got to say fair play to Mark Warburton and QPR for going and paying the money because you know if they if they had to sell him in the January window they're going to get a lot more than two million quid yeah. um, for him now. So they've got in there they've backed him. Uh, I heard Matt Warburton being interviewed about him after he he signed them. He's he's got some there's talent there but there's still plenty of development uh, to come from him and two and Andy will know obviously he played under. Matt Warburton Will him and his staff Take that time To really work With him conscientiously And, and improve London Dykes Andy Yeah definitely And he's um, He's probably someone That you wouldn't say You know Is a type of A, a Matt Warburton Straight mm-hmm. That's the way I'd I certainly perceived uh-huh. it Off of the back I watched him uh, With Livingston But you can see For the Scotland games He's his link up plays superb He's excellent with the ball At his feet He's a target He's someone that plays Off the shoulder And lets him make runs in behind So he's a lot more I think that's been the surprising factor. I've never more rounded. Yeah, than I've never been now. a doubt that he was a good player, but it, it, it's how capable mm-hmm. he is, even as a lone striker. You know, one thing that I think that people not really took into account as well. You know, if we get a fit again, Lee Griffiths is someone that can more than certainly partner him, and I think the two of them could complement each other really well. What about the Scotland midfield then? Because you look at the names, and the names obviously jump out at you. John McGinn, he's there with the captain's armband. And we know what he's doing in the English Premier League, and he's alongside Cal McGregor and Ryan Jack, who will go toe to toe in in the game on Saturday. On the bench, Kenny McLean, decent for Norwich last season, albeit they got relegated. John Flex dropped out injured. We know that Christie's not there, Armstrong's not there, McTominay's playing in defence. So the names are great, and we've been positive up until now. But if we were being picky, Andy, do we need more for, from that midfield? Whether it be strategically or Personally from the get, Do some of those guys Really have to Take games by the scruff of the neck And, and show that they are the, the first picks in that area This is where I think Ryan Fraser I think can really complement That midfield three I think You know I look at the midfield three you know, John McGinn had an incredible First six months In his, his, his debut Premier League season Before his injury Ryan Jack's off the back of A player of the year season At Rangers Cal McGregor's been a, a Superb player for Celtic Over the, the last few years But I think Ryan Fraser Just adds another dimension In, the, in that area of the pitch And you know, they, they, this midfield three, they're, they're combative, they're, they're, you know, they're box to box, but they're someone that can supply someone like Ryan Fraser to try and make the difference. And and, and I think it's, you know, I, mm. I, I like the team sheet going into the game tonight. Because, Mark, what, I suppose what I mean by that is that looks like the first choice midfield, roughly, you know, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. The McLeans and the Flex tend to be the, the kind of the backup guys. That's Stuart Armstrong. But, yep. but 
you know, in, in many ways, the performance in the Slovakia game was 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 the better of the, the yes. two performances. Yeah, I actually thought I I, I enjoyed the, the the Slovakia game. I thought there was a lot more freedom. I mean, the, the game against Israel was, was was a hell of a watch. But you know, they got there in the end, and that was the most uh, important thing: the penalty kicks. And I have to say as well, bear in mind that I knew there was VAR there that night. I thought David Marshall. I thought he wasn't going to get away with the penalty save because you compare it to the ones that Keaters have been pulled up with. It, it shouldn't have been. I'm not saying I didn't want it to be allowed, the but by the letter of the law, it shouldn't have been allowed. And they had VAR, but anyway, it was great that he got away with it and it was a brilliant save. Um, but yeah, on on the 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 players, yeah, were were, were good. Um, Gordon and I enjoyed Slovakia, and I thought one of the best games. It's a pity he suspended tonight, but I thought Andy Robertson looked the part. Just looked. Um, Free of kind of pressure. I mean, I've heard a couple of the players say that they think maybe the the armbands, you know, been a almost like a burden in his shoulders. Um, and maybe once or twice he's played that way. Um, but I think on uh, on Sunday night there, I, th- I thought he was first class and led by example. All right, let's bring in Jeffrey, who's on the line. What have you got for us tonight, Jeffrey? Right, um, a couple of things. Can I talk about Rangers first and then talk about Scotland? You can do whatever you like. Right, I've just bought, I've just been watching the Finland game with the. Uh, Kamara in mind mm-hmm. uh, He played well tonight He had two shots in goal um, He's come away from this game unscathed um, He was substituted in 75, 75 minutes So that's one good thing to come out of this game um, Does he play on Saturday though, Jeffrey? Because there's quite a few decisions um, to be made in there I would play him on Saturday I would play, I would play him on Saturday um, he, He's come He's come out of this unscathed So I don't see why not Right with, um, with who then Let, Let's go pick Pick your Rangers midfield then If he's in it Who's with him um, I, would, I wouldn't change it From the the, the the last game I wouldn't even change The Rangers team From the last couple of games To be to be truthful Ah but Ryan Jack's been out injured Hasn't he Well he's coming back He's coming back um, I would try And keep The same team And um I just feel sorry for Celtic with all the problems they've got. I don't wish COVID upon anybody. And I think Neil Lennon's got a point. And people should get off his back um, with the comments he's making. Because it must be difficult for for teams like Rangers, Celtic and around the UK when they have to go away around the world. I mean, I think for the likes of Morelos, he has to travel halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. Get to Colombia. I think that's ridiculous. Um, knowing that he's got a, a couple of big games coming up. Um, for well, let me put your point to the guys, Jeffrey, because just we're a little bit short of time. But you've met, you've brought up Glenn Kamara. You've watched him playing for Finland. They've just beaten the Republic of Ireland by a goal to nil. Jeffrey thinks he definitely starts on Saturday. Andy, do you? No. Why? Um, not that I don't think he deserves to play. Uh, I just think it's an area of the pitch where. It's it's probably going to be the most difficult for Stephen Gerrard to pick at the weekend. That being that purely because Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, and Glenn Kamara have been excellent uh, the past few weeks. But I don't think there's you know it's any surprise that if you ask Stephen Gerrard, you know one of his most trustworthy players in the big games, you know someday that he's that's been the first name of his team sheets in the bigger games has been Ryan Jack. So. Uh, I'd fully expect to see Ryan Jack come into the team, and I think it would probably be at Glenn Kamara's expense. Just off the back of how well again. Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield are playing. Mm. I think the two of them are sort of undroppable at the moment. Yeah, because six weeks ago, I'm not sure you would 
definitely have predicted a start for Scott Arfield Is this just as a result of the form he's been in? You, you, yeah. you, don't, you think he definitely plays? Yeah, in my mind, undroppable at the moment uh, Someone that's just been You know, if we spoke a lot about Ryan Kent on this show uh, He's sort of had his, a quiet patch over the last sort of three, four games And I think Scott Arfield's been, one, mm. been the one that sort of came to the forefront He's been a lot of a lot of good play uh, that Rangers have had you know some goals some assists and you know it's an occasion that he's been he's, he's played well and he's got experience in so I just think for for the time being I think Scott Arfield's undroppable and because of Ryan Christie's situation is there any way that they don't come up against the three of Brown, McGregor and Cham any other combination that you think they're likely to face I think that's probably going to be the team. Uh, sorry, I think that's probably going to be their midfield. I think the you know you look at at both teams. I think you no, know, it, it's weird because you know Odson Edward. We've been synonymous about praising him for his Celtic performances over the last two or three years. Alfredo Morelos, you know, countless goals. Rangers have been too reliant on his goals, mm-hmm. and and you're talking about how key he can be going into the Old Firm game. You're actually going into this game. Where the two of them are probably been in their, their poorest form since they've been at the football clubs, so I think that's an and area they're that, both going to arrive back, albeit yeah, in different circumstances. Before, yeah, different different circumstances. Obviously, Alfredo's still training, he's still playing, so I think that's the sort of area of the pitch where we're a bit unsure at the moment. But that's certainly the two midfield I expect to, to see go up against each other. Jeffrey, we'll have to leave it there, but a pleasure to speak to you. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time There's a signed ball Sitting in there Potentially with your name on it But before you earn it You have to come on here You get more questions right Than Andy or Mark And then the signed ball Gets sent your way If you fancy it tonight 0141 Be quick Because the lines close At 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are building up to kick off less than 45 minutes to go For Scotland against the Czech Republic And since it's Wednesday night and the game's Saturday lunchtime I think we'll get stuck right into the game at Celtic Park on Saturday After we do this, so get your calls in Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football you don't need me to tease the build-up It's all there What impact will the Covid situation have? What impact will no fans have? What about the form of both teams? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? A thousand unanswered questions Between now and Saturday morning Let's start them properly So 01419511025 Let's get to beat the pundit First though, Kieran is in East Bride tonight How's it going, Kieran? How's it going, buddy? You alright? Yeah, not too bad The great thing is, Kieran, uh, Mark Weedy lives in East Kilbride So he will drop the ball off if you happen to embarrass him or Andy Halliday tonight That sound good? Oh, it sounds amazing, mate, can't well, wait He'll meet you at one of the 15 roundabouts And uh, you, can, oh. you, can, you can have a wee chat and see <laughs> see what's... I don't know, should we get a rivalry going? Should we kick off Old Firm Week with Kieran, who's a Celtic fan, against Andy? On Beat the Pundit? I don't know Whatever the coin right, says Whatever the coin says Heads, it's Mark Weedy Tails It's Andy Halliday and it is heads He's off the hook It's the East Kilbride Derby Kieran Against Mark Guidi So I'm going to give you Something else to listen to Mark That's it Get those headphones on Right Kieran Mark can't hear us anymore So it's just you and I I'll put 30 seconds on the clock And the only thing you have to know Is if you can't get the answer Pass quickly And move on to the next one Alright What's the problem buddy? Good man Your 30 seconds starts now Who scored the most recent Old Firm goal? Ryan Kent Who are the current Scottish Junior Cup holders? 
Rangers Which English side are nicknamed the Magpies? Newcastle Which club did Celtic sign Chris Sutton from? Blackburn What nationality St Mirren's Junior Marias? English How many Spanish sides did Maradona play for? None Who's the Dunfermline manager? Pass Okay let's bring Mark Greedy back Mark can you hear us? Yep Gordon Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who scored the most recent Old Firm goal? Uh, Ryan Kent Who are the current Scottish Junior Cup holders? Uh, Auchinleck Which English side Are nicknamed the Magpies? Uh, Newcastle Which club did Celtic Sign Chris Sutton from? Uh, Chelsea What nationality Is St Mirren's Junior Marias? Uh, No idea How many Spanish sides Did Maradona play for? Two Who is the Dunfermline manager? Uh, Stevie Crawford And which Scottish side Play their home matches In Dingwall? Uh, Ross County Kieran, I heard you kicking yourself If that's possible When I went on to Mark I heard you were frustrated Aye uh, Yeah, it wasn't the, the best outing uh, I've had this week It's easier when you finish, isn't it? And then they all come flooding back to you A hundred percent Right, let's find out Who scored the most recent Old Firm goal? None of you got it right Nikola Katic Nikola Katic ah, the header, the header. Um, One of them It was one of them uh, You're right Kieran, um, I don't know if I don't really know if you misheard I said who's the Scottish Junior Cup holders You said Rangers I don't know I don't know if that was some sort of dig or not Or it was just You meant a... Canvas Lang Rangers ah, right, okay. It was Auchinleck Talbot uh, That one now <laughs> Talbot 1-0 to Mark Greedy Which English side are nicknamed the Magpies Newcastle You got that one Kieran So it's 2-1 to Mark uh, Chris Sutton signed from Chelsea uh, Junior Mariah says Jamaican None of you got it So it's 3-1 to Mark at this stage How many Spanish sides did Maradona play for? It is to Sevilla and Barcelona 4-1 Mark Guidi 5-1 Mark Guidi Stevie Crawford You were out of time Kieran So it was only going one way at this point And he got Dingwall and Ross County as well So I'm afraid Kieran It is a 6-1 defeat uh, no, I think, I think there must have been a little bit of um, Poor connection That's, that's, ah, that's, that's it, blame the signal That's fine 100% Mark obviously knows being from his school bride as well Unlucky, Kieran, ah, the signal is always dodgy up there And it would have been tough to find which roundabout to meet up afterwards So I understand what, he, he Kieran, are you, are you taking that, that roundabout chat? He threw the match because defend, he, he, defend didn't, he, he didn't want the confusion right Anyway, that was Kieran in Esco Bride An absolute hammering Sorry Kieran, sorry to say it The good thing is I don't have your surname So I can't embarrass you too much uh, To all your pals that are listening 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Magic, uh, sorry because Andy was no, like right like eight or eight last week. Or it was, no, I didn't. Get? I didn't. No. Uh, the boy Junior Junior. I, just, I, I, I wrote Portugal. Is that the only one you got wrong? Yep. He's not bad. No, Do you know what I like? See, when when someone comes and, and starts doing bits and pieces in the show, you, you learn a bit more about them. Like I feel like Hugh Keevans. I'm I'm getting used to his weird and wonderful ways. You know, he's he's got the Nokia. He doesn't he drive all these wee no things. That, yeah, all these wee things that, that make up the character. Andy Halley's a bit of a dark horse. I don't know what it was I expected, but. I saw him warming up for the show by doing the crossword from the newspaper. <laughs> he was sitting in the office doing the crossword. Right, yeah, okay. The Guardian, the Guardian yeah, crossword. That was yeah. any time I went yeah. to my granny's house, it was always a crossword came out. So. I'm not judging, I'm just saying I, I learned something new, um, such as the way in the, the modern world, Mark, these guys can't do anything. If it goes on social media, it goes straight in, in newspapers or newspaper websites. Uh, it was his birthday the other day. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy How birthday. old? 
29. Tough government paper round that is. Yeah. That's um, why I'm doing crosswords. And he <laughs> had a, a cheese board in the shape of the word Andy. So an Andy built of, of blocks of cheese <laughs> with all sorts of things. And this is now for all to see on the internet. What's so. your... What's your what cheeses oh, no, did you have? What flavours? Brie, brie. I'm brie. not willing to yep. go that far. I, lo- I do love a good cheese. What, do, I'm not. I'm not a cheese fan. No, no, it's, let's it's move on. Toasted. What is it? Is it the? I like the. Is it the applewood? Applewood. Applewood's no bad. What has happened? What has happened? This this show has just plunged to new depths. Well, happy birthday for last week. We finally found a pundit that's younger than me. After um, it's baby. It's baby bell. You like in it? Ah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, more a, I'm more of a daily Lee triangle man. Daily Lee. Right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. You might have got off the hook um, on beat the pundit, but I'll put you on the spot a bit here, Andy. I'm going to tap into your recent knowledge or experience of the fixture. Um, because it's coming up at the weekend We'll start off as a fan Because that's obviously what, what we all started As you then went on to play in it What would be your best and worst experiences Of the fixture as a fan? Uh, the best I'd say is two I'd say the Scottish Cup final Peter Lovingtons mm-hmm. diving header last minute I'd say the 3-0 um, win At Parkhead You know McCann double George Alberts The worst Probably ones I've played in To be honest <laughs> we'll, get, say, we'll get to them Don't you worry I'd say What about as a fan Six, six, six two Six two and Chip And all the rest of it yep. Right okay um, Right as a player The best mm, I'd probably say the The one now So it was the year after That I got subbed In the Scottish Cup one. I'd say that one That's the worst No no the bit My best I, So that was the best And worst So I'd say the best Was the one now at Ibrooks. I got man of the match. Is that the, the worst was the year before when I got? Is that the New Year game? No, the one now. It was twenty ninth uh, December. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So round ah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What was it about that one? Just obviously the outcome, and and then matched with a. a yeah, I just a obviously off the back of the, the, right, the okay. one the year before, and then obviously going out and loan, feeling as if my Rangers career was pretty much done at that point. Uh, Stephen Gerrard giving me the second chance at that uh, at that time, and then um, you know going into mm-hmm. that old forum game, just having that sort of. I don't think you've ever got extra motivation in the games, but it was uh, certainly a point to prove that's for sure. And, and uh, you know, the first I think it was the first old firm win at Ibrox in nine year, nine year, ten year, something like that. So mm. that, that all coupled in. Who's your toughest uh, Celtic opponent? I honestly, I'd say Tom Rogic. Mm. I think Tom Rogic was someone that um, you know performed performed well and scored goals uh, in their games and. And he was a clever player, very strong. You know, he probably looks as if he's a big boy, but very strong as well. Um, so I'd probably say him. Yeah, he scored, he scored a few against us. You you sort of set it up. You referenced it. Is is that the obvious thing? I was, you know, said your best and your worst as a player and a fan. The worst is the substitution. Yeah, Hamden. Yeah, and that's it. I'm getting one oh, more answers no, no, on no, that. Well, well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It yeah. was just, uh, it was obviously a decision that I didn't take well to. I thought it was obviously harsh at the time, but. Oh, 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 Albeit the most disappointing fact about that day was the fact we lost, and, I, and then I lost two teammates after the game. So it was it wasn't just that decision, and mm-hmm. it was a lot Everything. of things that came with it. Yeah, how tough was it in the aftermath? Because the the obvious things at the time we we know that's tough. Um, you know, it wouldn't have been easy to take. What about in, in the times that followed? Did, how much were you able to forget about it? How much did you look back and, and kind of dwell on it? Listen, whether people are like it or not, I've always said that I've I've got the mental capacity to handle anything like that. 
the biggest disappointing for me I, even to this day obviously it, it was a, a real low for me but I can still hold my head up and, and have a, even a laugh and a joke about it but the biggest disappointing for me was the fact not only did we lose the game but I lost two teammates at the back of that two teammates that I was extremely close to so it, it was just the overall sorry Kenny, Kenny and, and Lee yeah. Wallace so it was just right. the overall aftermath of and not only the result, but the game itself. What, what was it? You're saying you're close to him, so it clearly had an, an effect on you. But in general, how did the dressing room feel ab- about what happened to, to to Kenny Miller and Lee Wallace? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I, I'm not sure how, how deep I can get into, but certainly there were the two experienced people in the team, the two, the captain, the vice captain, two people that that everybody looked up to because they'd been there, they'd done it. You know, they they they'd done what we'd all aspired to do for Rangers and, and bring back bring back the, the trophies to say and and uh, not only that they were just fantastic players fantastic professionals so mm-hmm. you know, not only close to them from a friendship point of view but how much I knew that they brought mm-hmm. to Rangers and how much I knew that cared So, In terms of this weekend then I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you from, from both sides having faced Celtic let's start with that what is it what is it that Celtic do well what, what is it that what is it that they We'll, we'll need to do to win the game if you like what, what is it that they do particularly well that you think can can hurt Rangers going off this season it's the fact that they've probably not been playing well but still been winning games and they still if they win their game in hand they, sorry win their game in hand they still have a points advantage so I think that's something that Celtic have done extremely well but you've got to say as well when the big games have, have came around the old forums and the, the European ties they, they have risen they've risen to the occasion so Listen, form goes out the window in my opinion when, when all forums come around It's going to be who performs the best on the day And, and who scores the most goals As, as, as simple as that sounds So I, although I feel as if Rangers have probably Been in better form And, and probably played closer to their, uh, their capacity In my opinion form goes out the window So it's all about who performs like, at the so weekend If it's Celtic's big game mentality That's their obvious strength if you like on the day with, with with the team or the the formation or the way they set up or whatever it may be, how how do Rangers win? How do Rangers hurt Celtic this weekend? Uh, I th- I think just by doing what they've been doing. To be honest, I think that they're you know they're they both fullbacks are going to be adventurous no matter what game it's going to be. They're going to be able to cause a threat. I think that Rangers front three will, will, will try and play off a Celtic's back three and, and sort of isolate uh, isolate them within the pitch. So. You know, I, I think Rangers style of play is not going to deviate. I don't think it's anything that you've seen different. I think Celtic are sort of in a transition where they've went to a new shape. Um, so I think that Rangers will try and exploit that however best they see. But like I said, I just think it's whoever's going to perform well on the uh, well on the day. But I do think it's two very good teams going up against mm-hmm. each other, which which makes for a good game. Let's bring in David and Blantyre, see what he thinks ahead of the game. Hi, David. Hi there, hi, good evening Gordon, good evening Mark, good evening Andy How's it going? Hi um, David I'm good, I'm good thanks I, Just to, to make a, a couple of points if I can mm-hmm. um, I've obviously I've been on a few times, I'm, I'm a Celtic fan um, And it's just in regards to, uh, well before I start I know that, that you're saying about Mark um, loving East Bride As long as he doesn't drop the ball off to Kieran at the Wildies roundabout um, I don't know what I'm talking about So uh, um, I was, I was it was just to say, um, I think, again, we, we, all, we all get the build-up, as uh, usual, as you'd mentioned earlier, Gordon, in regards to the, the old-term game and the build-up to it during the week. Uh, and it's starting to crank up a bit in terms of, obviously, uh, the papers, uh, social media, and, and so forth. But I just feel um, that some of the criticism towards Celtic has been way over the top, and I'll, if I can tell you my reasons behind that. Go for it. Um, 
Celtic are a point behind Rangers just now and obviously I watch Celtic frequently and uh, while the performances haven't been great we've still got the job done we've still won the games um, if we beat Aberdeen in a game in hand this is before obviously taking in consideration the, the game on Saturday at lunchtime um, that would be another three points if we do win on Saturday we go you know, two points ahead so Rangers I've got a lot of Rangers supporting good friends of mine who you know, I don't watch them often obviously I've said they've been playing quite well um, but I just feel the criticism in terms of obviously uh, we've won 11 trophies in a row we are where we are just now uh, we have players out through isolation and Covid um, and uh, you know will it, will it possibly affect, affect, will it affect the team lineup? of course it will but um, we have a big squad we've got good players we've got guys who aren't getting game time that probably need it now putting them in an old firm game might not be an ideal scenario but you flip the, the coin on its head and you say well these guys are in they're getting a chance go and bust a gut so it's going to be weird obviously with no fans mm-hmm. there um, I mean I, I think back to when I was a, a kid the only time I well I can remember there not being any um, Celtic fans there was at Ibrox in 1994 uh, and uh, you know obviously it was Rangers fans there at the time but it was strange, but it's going to be even even stranger. Uh, now, we know fans on both sides, because I do think that the fans, obviously, they create the atmosphere, they drive players on. They can also put pressure on their players as well, if things aren't going well. Um, but uh, people are saying, you know, what affects Celtic more. But, uh, you know, it's the teams that Celtic have played this season, and as Rangers, there's not been any supports on the ground, so you've just got to go away the way it is just now. It's unfortunate. On, on your point there, you're saying you think that maybe Celtic have been, you know, unfairly criticised for the results, performances this season, whatever it is. I think, you know, I, I don't particularly agree. I, I know they have been criticised. I don't, I don't think it's unfair. And I think what it is, you know, apart from you know guys like yourself who are, who are Celtic supporters and, and Celtic players, that there's a there's probably people wanting change, people wanting to see somebody else win that. I, I can remember you're talking about. I, I can remember working. Um, Back in the papers and in the media, twenty five years ago when Rangers are doing nine in a row, and there was no team that got praised more than Tommy Burns's team. The season they only lost one game, but Rangers still won the league. But Rangers never get the credit for 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 winning the league. It was all about Tommy because there was a resurgence of Celtic under Tommy Burns, and I think well, it's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird you set the bar, isn't it? Yeah, so I the think expectation level. I think that's it's almost like a, sometimes people want to see the underdog winning, and you know, like you've said, Celtic won eleven trophies in a row. People want to see something. Um, different and, But that can spur Celtic on As I'm sure it did Walter Smith's team You know 25 years ago When they're doing 7, 8, 9 In a row So I think I might be wrong David But I think that's Part of it In, in the makeup of the society Right David Who how do you see The team lining up then Amidst all this Disruption Covid disruption um, Well I'm, I'm not sure yet I mean I know That Neil Lennon Is, is, is tinkered With the formation This season In terms of You know 4 three, three, And then just playing the one up top. I, 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 don't, I don't know until we really know, we get closer to time, until we see, again, who comes back for international hope. Right then, here's an obvious one to kick us off. Do you take the chance on Edward or not? Um, on the bench. I would put him on the bench because if he's, if he's not coming back to France until Friday, does that mean he's unfit? No, it doesn't because he's a professional footballer and if he's been keeping himself ticking over, maybe take him, put him on the bench. Um, 
because I think if you take him out of the team completely, it might give you know Rangers uh, a, a wee lift there because he has played so well against Rangers in the past. Right on the bench, says David. What about Mark and Andy? Hey, I'm, I'm not trying to avoid the question. I think I said last week I'd, I'd just start him, but I think it really comes down to Lee Griffiths because Neil Lennon has, has worked with Lee Griffiths this week. I think there might be a the closed door game, whatever it was. If Neil Lennon thinks that Lee Griffiths is up to it, I think Lee Griffiths starts a game. If he's got any doubt, then I'm, I'm sure he'll put Edward in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to be more down to the availability of the other strikers. You know, there's talk mm. of yeah, he's a doubt. Clamala has sort of been hot and cold. So I think it's going to be, you know, between Edward and Griffiths, who's more likely to give you a full 60 minutes? Because I, I think there's no doubt you're going to see both of them during the game. So, so, so he's not ruled out then, but in your mind? No. In any way? No. Oh. I think like, you know, like um, it's too good a player to be ruled out. It's far too good a player, but he's not shown it this season. Yeah, and I mean, and and he's you know, ten days without training, it's you're not going to lose too much fitness, and and I'm sure he's he's kept his cell ticking over as best as possible. So I don't think there's any doubt we're going to see him in the game at some capacity. It's just whether he starts or not. How key is he? I, I know form at the moment and all the rest of it, but in, generally speaking, how key is he to what Celtic do? And having been on on the other side as well, how how keen would Rangers be to see him? Not make it ultimately. I mean, he's been their best striker and uh, arguably their best player. Um, certainly over the last. What is it about him? Two. Because when we we see the goals, obviously, but you know, be, being in there and and being on the pitch, what what is it about him that has made him so successful the last couple of seasons? Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't even say just goals because I think it's just his overall play as well. He's someone that's extremely clever, uh, clever gifted technically. Uh, you know, I, I look back at the sort of the cup final last year where. You know, Rangers were undoubtedly un- undoubtedly the better team that day. But even when Edward came on, it just sort of gave Celtic that spark and that extra ten fifteen percent. So he's uh, he's been a he's been a massive player for for Celtic over the last couple of years. But you know, similar to what I, w- I was talking about earlier, you're looking at him and, and Morelos being the sort of key figures over the last couple. Two of them not in great form, but what a great what mm-hmm. a great opportunity for the both of them to kickstart the season again. David, you're a good man. Pleasure to speak to you tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Got a cracking. Teaser It revolves around goal scorers and old firm games So I know you'll all give this a good bash We'll get the question up and running next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Greedy and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141 951 1025 in the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter We're building up to kick off between Scotland and the Czech Republic It's obviously an empty and a quiet Hamden But it's a fairly strong team that Stevie Clark's chosen tonight Not only are we trying to win this Nations League Which stands as in good stead going forward for future tournaments um, But we're trying to get some sort of momentum Ahead of the big one against Serbia next month as well uh, Let me give you tonight's teaser It's that he's, he's been sending in a few recently I hadn't heard of this uh, guy until about a month ago And all of a sudden the crazy oh, pony the, 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 uh, uh, he, I think he was one he's, last week He's been sending in quite a few yeah. And I thought it was obviously topical um, given the week that, that we're in at the moment So he's looking for Who are the last 10 Old firm goal scorers To be born Outside Europe Who are the last 10 Old firm goal scorers To be born Outside Europe Says the crazy pony Oh Andy mentioned One fifteen minutes ago Tom Rogic Yes, Andy said it was his toughest uh, opponent in the fixture, Tom Rogic Andy would answer, but he ate a drumstick lolly during the break And I think he's still chewing on it So he's trying to give himself uh, an extra couple of minutes to compose himself Are you ready? Or you just don't know the answer? Uh, I'm, I'm ready now right. I'm ready now, but I don't have an answer for you 
Okay. Mark, any more? Um, I don't like the silence. Uh, it makes not, me nervous. Not at the, not at. Right, okay. That's fine. Uh, we're looking for the last 10 old firm goal scorers to be born outside the continent of Europe. Chuck as your answers in at Clyde SSB I know you will get them quicker than these two uh, So don't be shy We just had David, the Celtic fan on Talking about Celtic's form and availability for Saturday So let's bring in Brian Who's got some thoughts on Rangers this weekend Hi Brian Hi, hi panel it, it Just something that uh, Andy said just before the news Regarding uh, Rangers midfield mm-hmm. on Saturday. I, I, I've been quite privileged I've seen every single Rangers game this season, I'm not a season ticket holder. I was, I was a while back. Uh, I'm, I'm 60 next year, so I'm of that vintage that I can remember. I can still remember uh, Celtics winning their nine in a row, and I can remember obviously Rangers winning their nine in a row. Uh, I wish I hadn't been privileged because a lot of them have been pay per view. Uh, because of the situation, you know, in the world, uh-huh. I'd rather there was fans in the stadiums and we didn't have this, and then I wouldn't have seen the games. But I have seen them. So I've seen Rangers every single game this season, and the, the midfield for me that has functioned the best has been Camera, Davis, and Arfield. Maybe not Arfield at the beginning, but since he's come back into the team. Uh, uh, they've done the game the 12th of September he has been undroppable uh, I feel that Cameron plays the position very very well and if we'd been playing a game in Europe away from home and I'm not criticising Celtic because I think the game on Saturday will be played as a league game uh, then Jack and Cameron uh, because of the positional sense they've got I just don't think we need the both of them. Uh, Steve Davis is not playing for Northern Ireland tonight. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I wasn't. Thanks for flagging up. No, I, I've heard the Northern Ireland team. He's not in it. That doesn't mean that he, he, I didn't see the bench, but I can't see. Uh, I can't see him coming on. Uh, I, I believe he'll play. Uh, if you just bear with me, I'm, I'm going to give you the team that I think will start. Go for it. For Rangers, right? I, I think it'll be uh, McGregor. Uh, Tavernier Hallander Golson And Barisic Barisic is a slight doubt But I think he's Playing for Croatia tonight uh, I think the midfield Will be as I said uh, Cameron Davis And Arfield And I think it'll be Kent Morelis And Hadji So no Ryan Jack No I think Jack Will be in the bench What you have to remember Is that Ryan Jack Was actually out For a few games as well And that's when that midfield kind of evolved, uh, you know. From I can't remember when Ryan was was injured. Uh, I'm, I'm not slating Ryan. I think Ryan's a terrific player. I just feel that Kamala will will get his place. I think Ryan will be in the bench. Yeah, uh, Ryan Jack. I think it was um, Dundee United at home was the game he got injured. Uh, I just, I mean, I touched on it earlier. I think if if you look at all the big games that. That Rangers have played under Steven Gerrard over his his, his turn about uh, tenure. Ryan Jack's always been one of the first names in the uh, team sheet. He's mentioned it numerous times in his interviews that he feels as if he's one of the main ones he can trust. So, 
I do I, I do I accept your point that um you know that midfield three have done really well in recent weeks. Um it's probably you know, it could it could be classified slightly unfair if Glenn Kamara does get dropped for the game. But me personally, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan Jack come in. Uh, Brian also had Yanis Hadji in his eleven. Would you go along with that? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It might be a shock to some people, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a a, a Brandon Barker or a Jordan Jones playing mm. this game, just because I feel like, you know, a, a part of Rangers game plan might be hitting Celtic on the counter attack. You know, try to look just a so, wee bit so more. Who do you- so if Arfield's undroppable, Kent either man, so who who gets left out? So Hadji and Glenn Kamara could potentially but get left, left out. out and leave them yeah, put their so it could, it could potentially, I'm not saying you know, it's definitely good, but it could be, you know, Ryan Kent or Fred Yeah, and Jones. It, it's just that I feel as if it could be an area of the pitch where, where, where Rangers do try and hurt Celtic, you know, a bit more it's, pace. It's interesting because that sounds like a very Europa League lineup then yeah. uh, for Steven Gerrard. Everyone says that's where. Where, where, where Rangers have been at their best It's where they've had their most success Domestically Celtic and Rangers Are always both going to dominate mm-hmm. The ball In Europe you might not get that as much Is, is that the sort of Line that, that you're going down You know that they'll if, if Rangers can Get themselves Into the type of performance They would put in in Europe is, is that what you mean? Yeah potentially I mean Listen I've said it before Giannis Hadji uh, He's a young player He's someone that's going to be I've no doubt A big asset to Rangers Over the coming years but he's someone that can be, it can be someone that that has big moments within the game. So he's someone that I look at that can potentially be a massive impact player in in the game at the uh, for him at the weekend if it's not going well for Rangers. You know, I look at Jordan Jones or, or Brandon Barker. It might be sort of two players that will be a wee bit more disciplined in in their shape. And like I said, so someone that can be a, a bit more pace orientated in the front three that try and hit Celtic mm. on the counter attack. So that's that's sort of the ways I was I was looking at. Mark, it. sometimes you get a curveball. In these fixtures You'll have seen many Over the over the years Andy, Andy's curveball Is perhaps a, a Barker Or a Jones To start the game Can you Can you foresee a curveball For either side hey, I mean, I mean would, 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 take, For instance Would Lee Griffith Starting the game Be a curveball I know a lot of people Think no because He's Lee Griffiths And you know what mm-hmm. you're getting But he's had 15 minutes Of football And you know Goodness knows how long hey, And all of a sudden There's a real belief That he might Come well, the, and start the, the game The fact that he The fact that he scored I, I don't think Makes it a curveball now And the fact that, that you know, Edwards looked out of sorts for for a number of games um, this season, so I don't think it would be a curveball um, if Lee Griffiths start. I would see it more of a curveball if, for example, Klimala started. That would be more of a of a curveball. I mean, what would it be a curveball with a new left back start, or will it be Greg Taylor as a left um, wing back for Rangers? I agree. There with Andy, I think pace is brilliant, particularly in the wide areas of Celtic. Have got that back three. You really can't exploit that. So. I would say if you're talking Jones or Barker, I don't know if Andy would agree, but I would give Jones the nod slightly ahead um, of Barker. So yeah, um, and it's just shaping up for a it's shaping up for a cracker. And I would probably have the fact that there's no fans there for me as a big part of it. Even though Rangers went to Celtic Park and won the last time that the teams met, but I would have Rangers. Slight favourites 55-45 Listen the, the, cu- the curveball Might actually be We're talking about Arfield being undroppable How about Glenn Kamara The curveball might be Scott Arfield pushing up one as, as, you know, It's a position in the part That he played numerous times Last year So it might be you know, Ryan Jack comes in And, and Glenn Kamara And Steve mm. Davis are still there But Scott Arfield Does move up one So there's a, there's a few possibilities Brian The fact that Alfredo Morelos I mean his form is one thing But he, he comes back From international duty I think on Friday 
Would, would that be a barrier to him playing in any way for you? No, not at all. Uh, I, I think these sort of players, the, the South Americans, Africans, they're, they're used to, you know, travelling a lot. Uh, it's not ideal, of course, but uh, I, I think I think it'll be fine unless, of course, he's he's, he's picked him an injury. But he did he did play for Colombia the other day, uh, so I would expect him to play. Listen, if I'm wrong about the team. Uh, and Rangers win I'll, I'll be delighted I back every single player That's in our squad uh, And uh, I'm confident about Saturday But I'm not overconfident that, That's for sure Yeah, Thank you very much That was Brian on the line 01419511025 This whole fans thing Andy It's obviously an element of the unknown It's unknown for everyone We've had a bit of a taste of it In games this season But that fixture in particular Usually when it's full Can you hear what's What's been said That's always I've always wondered that No because it's deafening so you, you can't hear Instruction from the manager Really or, no, or teammates No no. Even if somebody's 10 yards away from you It's such the atmosphere's It is that loud That it's just deafening So I think You know Even within your mind You're just You're just zoned out Because it is that It is that loud It is that passionate And listen It's what makes The game what it is So it's going to be It's obviously going to be A bit surreal It's going to be strange How it's going to play out At the weekend But no like Mark says It might not be it might be that little bit different. It might suit Rangers where there's not that that slight advantage. Uh, you know, obviously home atmosphere now that it's it's only eight hundred away fans as well. So it's going to be interesting. But I'm I'm st- I'm certainly still looking forward to the game. So what you're telling us is we might get to hear one or two ding dongs that we don't usually. Well, we'll get, soon see get, if they get pick the crowd noises on it or no. Hear the man- even interesting. Even, hear the manager yeah, shout. Yeah. Who, who are the likely guilty parties to be having a wee oh, well, cross imagine, or so? I'd imagine being. A potential midfield battle that that Ryan Jack and Scott Brown could be could be a a, a pairing to to look at, but the biggest battle for me could, like you say, could be potentially be in the sidelines. To be honest with you, between the two managers, it's two fiery characters. Yeah, there we go. Time will tell. Right. Um, any more on the teaser quickly? Yeah, got a couple. Magic Bagera. No. I th- I, Scott Arfield. Don't even say no because it's. Is he not born in Canada? Bathgate it's or something? Canada International. I said where was he born? Right. Mm, I, he was born in Livingston. You've got him outside Europe. Chadori. Um no. Ah. Uh, Shunsuke Nakamura. Yes. Brahim Himdani. No. No, you're kidding on now. He was born in Europe. Uh, See, right, you've got so, to listen no, by carefully the way, to the by word. The way, so I, I've said Chadori, but I remember Keyson uh, Young. Keyson Young, I've got him written down, but I don't think it's one. No. So remember it was a go at Ibrox, it was a the left back was a long range yeah. shot, and Griggs just sort of spilled it. El Badiri. El Badiri, is El, that? It? You're getting there. El Bakadiri. <laughs> El Kaduri. Ah, El Kaduri. Uh, he just was born in that. Morocco. Now, you're right, because sometimes we do football nationalities, but I was very clear who were the last 10 old yeah, firm goal scorers to be born outside of Europe? Well, Livingston is in Europe. Kenija. Scott McDonald. Yes. Marco Fortuny. Yes. Right, we'll leave it there. Kanija, Kaduri, Fortuny, McDonald, Nakamura, Rogic will get the rest and kick off at Hamden next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kick off fast approaching at Hamden. Let's go back to the National Stadium. Here's Alison Conroy. Yeah, the teams are out on the pitch. Scotland looking to extend their lead at the top of their Nations League group with this game tonight and end the 
October internationals on a high as David Marshall in goal, a back three of Declan Gallagher, Scott McTominay and Andy Considine, then the five of Stephen O'Donnell, Ryan Jack, John McGinn, Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor, with Ryan Fraser just in behind Lyndon Dykes up front. Fast approaching kick-off here at Hamden Gordon. There we are, we're going to get the business done tonight, Mark Weedy, Andy Halliday. Yes, yeah, I fancy uh, Scotland to play. I mean, that's a good Czech Republic team. We're just talking there about a bit. Suchek, the West Ham midfielder, what, he's a, a real threat at set pieces for the Czech Republic. I think Scotland will win 2 1. Yeah, don't see much to fear, to be honest, in, in Czech Republic's team. I think you know, I think Scotland have got better individual players. They're in better form, 7 unbeaten. So, yeah, I fancy I'll go 1 0. Right, I like your confidence. Let's see if you're as confident on this teaser. Though, who are the last 10 old firm goal scorers to be born? Outside of Europe Claudio Kanidja Badir El Kaduri Mark Antoine Fortuny Scott McDonald Shinsuke Nakamura And Tom Rogic That's what you got Before the break Morris Edu Yes Born in the USA <laughs> Bursting into song there Not quite uh, What else? Be Janinho uh, No No, no. I'll give you some wrong answers just to help. Governor Walker's gone. Gabriel Amato. Um, Mark, a few people are, t- are telling every day is a school day. Chad Uri was born in an army base in Germany, apparently. Uh, right. It doesn't matter because he didn't score in the mm. fixture, I don't think, but that's a nice detail. Um, Rickle has gone for Clint Hill, oh. who would have probably been born in England, I would imagine. I don't, I don't know, but. Um, Fader is on looking for Goff and Butcher. We're not going back that far. Scott Brothers has got a decent selection here. Steve Tennant's gone Craig Moore. He's not on it anymore. Uh, I said Bagheera, didn't I? Um, Here's the only clue I would... And it's, it's, a, it's a gentle clue to start you off. Two of them, I would just urge you to remember the wording of the question. Born Born Outside Outside mm. Europe Of Europe Yes What's the key word there? Born mm-hmm. Well they're all key words But that but in particular born. But like, how how is that helping us Gordon? Because In a reverse of your Scott Arfield It might be that you don't consider this guy to be a non-European all right, But where I, was I, he right, born? Sorry, I've got one Sean Maloney there we go Sean I would Maloney. say I would never have guessed That he was born outside Europe He was born in Malaysia? Singapore was no, it? Malaysia? Yeah, yeah. No. Malaysia There Another we go two, three, four, five, six, seven. And, yeah, and there's one more that's the same There's one more like that And I again I must admit Every day is a school day on this one So you might This might be a calculated guess I didn't know that I didn't Celtic know this Rangers. guy Celtic I did not know this guy wasn't born in Europe uh, Scotland have got a free kick to defend It's in good shooting position The wall It goes right through it Straight into the arms of David Marshall no problems there um, And Scotland not, able to no, clear not, the lines oh, No Charlie Mulgrew is it? No. No, no no, I don't worry We're not quite at the end of the show yet You've got, you've got mm. a bit of time I let's... could literally just be guessing players That I know they've scored That's kind of the idea Alright Gary Hooper No Joel Edley No Vinegar Hesseling <laughs> No So we could be here all day yeah, we could, right. Let's bring in Kenny Who's in Airdrie Hi Kenny Hi Gordon uh, Mark And welcome the fellow Jambo <laughs> oh Kenny you've been waiting for this You've been waiting for well, this moment I have I Even last week when I phoned in I got the wrong with them in day <laughs> <laughs> How's it going anyway you will? I'm not too bad guys Hope Good. you're all well as yourselves uh, No just I was Part of if I can mention the Hertz game last night But I do you know think sometimes With the Scotland set up and the selections That I mean there's Considine 
we've, we've had him on our doorstep for years, and yet we seem to go floating down to England all the time to bring up somebody to play for Scotland. And you get you, you get somebody up here that played with the, the way he played the other night. It was a great a great uh, debut for the guy. You know what I mean? But he's been around for years, and we keep mm. chasing other people. Possibly, Mark. I'm I'm always hesitant to to draw really you know wide jump to widespread conclusions because of individual cases. But but maybe Kenny's got a point. And take the guy who was next to him as well, Declan Gallagher. Not even in the top half of the Premiership at the moment. People were scoffing at at the selection the other night. Absolutely cruised two international games in a row. The first one plus the nine uh, the extra time, and then the Slovakia game as well. Absolutely cruised it. Because yeah. you should plays for Motherwell by the Yeah oh, Come on <laughs> Wh- Which bit of that would you argue with? <laughs> no I don't argue with it I've just I can tell by the passion in your voice That you played for Motherwell Seriously though You've, you're obviously in your now What to take that club football But Considine yeah. as well It's a, no, it's a similar they've, case They've been good And do you know what I was saying It's great to see You know guys from If you want to call them With the greatest respect The smaller clubs in, 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 oh, They've in, been called in, a lot Scotland yeah So For them to be producing International players Like you know you look tonight and you know if you to look through that starting at eleven, you know, it's four or five, you know, like from O'Donnell's at Motherway, was it Kilmarnock, Greg Taylor, was it was it the Kilmarnock, Lyndon Dykes, was it Livingston, John McGinn, was it St Mirren and, and Hibbs, you know, so you go you go through them, um Fraser and Jack were were, were um at Aberdeen continent at Aberdeen. So yeah, it's it's good uh, it's good to see. Uh, Andy, like I say, you can always find Counter arguments to that And if guys are playing At a high level down south You know Liam Cooper's been At the top end of the championship And, and now in the premiership So these guys deserve A call up just as much But maybe we could at times Have a bit more faith In in certain players That are playing up here Yeah definitely Considering some days It's you know We touched on earlier Played over 500 games For Aberdeen Some days it's been Extremely consistent uh, It's had to wait a long time But it just shows you He's probably felt that he's You know Any chance of a Scotland call up Has been over and, He's you know he's persevered. He stayed patient. He's played well for his club, and he got that call up. And you know, listen, he's played next to a guy Scott McTominay, who plays for Man United. And uh, you no, know, he he's had a lot. Of, even though he's plays for you know a, a club mm-hmm. with the name of Manchester United, he still under came under a lot of criticism for his his performances for Scotland. So you know, it's no matter who he plays for, it's done him the world of good to go in and show he's more than capable at that level. Drink Andy Robertson will go back to Virgil Van Dijk and say, listen, this is what this is what big decky does. Some words of advice. Um just on a, just before we, we get back to Kenny Mark, maybe a sign of of what Scotland are up against tonight. Actually had decent possession, tried to get across into the box and quick as a flash, Czech Republic broke up the other end and it yeah. took a good tackle from that man, Andy Considine, to clear the danger. Yeah, they they, they broke very impressive there. They, they did a a two V three and um yeah, they, they, they broke it at some pace So it's a warning, yeah, they might be depleted Their, their head coach might not be there tonight But Scotland are going to have to Produce their best performance Out of the three home games to win tonight And have you seen anything within the first five minutes That's jumping out? If I'm being honest with you, no You're too busy concentrating <laughs> on the teaser No, 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 I've been watching It's uh, Still settling down a, Yeah, there's not really any sort of settled possession so far I think Scotland looking as organised as they had the last couple of games But not, not really any many chances, I know What else is on your mind, Kenny? And we got Craig White in up uh, front in the first goal under the next game. <laughs> yeah, by Catrick last night. Yeah, it was a, it, listen, I don't know if you were there, Andy, but uh, what a cracking third goal that was. Yeah, uh, well, unfortunately, not allowed to, to go if you're not in the squad. Because Scotland uh, have scored. It's Ryan Fraser. Just making sure it stands. Yes, it does. Scotland won. Czech Republic nil. Great, tenacious play from Stephen O'Donnell, closing the ball down. That allowed it to fall for Lyndon Dykes. 
He had to ride a tackle Referee played a great advantage Through ball for Ryan Fraser Low finish beyond the keeper Scotland won Czech Republic nil Yeah a, a brilliant finish And you know Quite right You know Andy's been Singing uh, Sorry singling out Ryan Fraser um, All night And again Lyndon Dykes involved Lovely wee through ball Beautiful pace On it right into Ryan Fraser's stride Fair play to the referee And uh, Andy's right That's just the importance Of Ryan Fraser Yeah as Lyndon Dykes Has shown that uh, That versatility And that the qualities we've we've seen him. He's he's got his link up play. He's held up. He's got turned and, and Ryan Fraser with a brilliant running behind and you know it's a great yeah. finish. So one in terms of the tempo, Andy as well. You know, with no crowd and it being the third international game in a week. You know, we earn that goal by by yeah. squeezing them yeah, high up the pitch. Press, and yeah. that, that yeah. that's is that an impressive um, element? Yeah, because you know we've spoke about how how well they've been organising defensively, but looks as if there's a little bit more intent to to get and check the public's faces and. You know, it's rewarded with the with first goal So it's, you know, it's a great start it, it was a real good press by Ryan Jack and Stephen uh, O'Donnell Just to put the checks uh, under pressure And then boom In the final third where you're looking for it You need it to be spot on At this level it was Lyndon Dykes right into the path of Fraser Didn't need to break stride And he kept his cool Kept his cool for a good finish You made the comparison earlier um, Andy Well not, not the comparison as such But talking about Scotland needing a talisman And, and unfortunately yep. for us You do have to go back to James McFadden It's the last one We've had guys who've come in Here and there and, and had good games Or good batches of games How much do we need Ryan Fraser to To kind of you know, Maybe do it consistently and, and try and And build on him Because he's had injury problems He's pulled out of squads He had his Contract situation at Bournemouth he, I feel like he's a guy That should have far more Scotland caps than he actually does Given what level He's been playing at In the last few seasons Yeah for me You know I look at some of the Smaller nations that have That have qualified For major championships The likes of you know, Iceland, they've got a, a talisman and sort of Gilfie Sigurdsson there that's a sort of world-class talent, you know, Wales, Gareth Bale. Yeah. I look at Scotland's squad. In my opinion, it's it's a better squad, but we don't have that one attacking world-class talent. And it, it, it's just up to the to the creative players that we've got to try and stand out and be that James McFadden because, you know, James McFadden was someone that, that liked Ryan Fraser and like, you know, John McGinn and John Fleck was playing in the Premiership and doing really well. So we just need one of these guys to... To step up and, and be counted for. It's a great, great flick on it from London Diggs well. trying yeah. to set Ryan Fraser away again. Those two are showing interesting signs of a, a wee partnership brewing there. Sorry, Kenny, you were interrupted by a Scotland goal. I hope, I hope you don't oh, mind. I, I remember the question. I saw. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't. It's Craig White and Sartre oh, last so it was. night. Right, be quick. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go to the game last night. Obviously, COVID protocols. If you're if you're not fit, so but Is I that did, right? I so if you're not it, in the squad, no, you can't if you're not even in the squad, go. you can't go. But I watched it on Hearts TV. Obviously, um, took his couple of penalties well, but the third goal, I thought it was. It was a fantastic goal. I'd, you know, it's pace, power. You know, a couple mm-hmm. of chops, a couple of skills in there, and a great finish. So, you know, he deserved to go his hat trick. Do they take the Hearts TV subscription off your wage? Do you get it complimentary? Ah, I take it off my own <laughs> wage, I suppose. So, I just oh, wanted to watch the game and put him back into the, the boys, club. So. Lovely. Yep, uh, right, Kenny and Airdrie, thank you. We're out of time. Scotland are one up. You've got two to get in the teaser. Uh, and but Bocanegra No Bedoya Right no. the Rangers won Two? Oh I yeah. thought you said it no. was one It was Celtic The Rangers won Mark Wilson sees him in his nightmares Daniel Cousin Daniel Cousin That's yes. all the clue you needed uh, The other one We've spoke about him all night He might play at the weekend You just didn't know That he might He wasn't born in Europe Edward There you go Never Simple as that Never Born in French Guiana The same as Mark Antoine Fortuny So you won't forget that The next time Where was he born? You've forgotten it already Right We are pretty much out of time Thank you uh, To Andy Halliday And Mark Guidi Good news for you With 10 minutes gone It's Scotland 1 Czech Republic nil. So tomorrow from 6 Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Will be here We will look back On all of the big talking points From Scotland's game tonight 
And of course then we are really into the build up Ahead of the big game on Saturday So we'd love for you to join us then We'll speak to you at 6 tomorrow Barry Wilkins is up next <laughs>